My name is Jenna and I'm here to help you do all the hard things. I'm a licensed professional counselor with nearly 10 years of clinical and research experience working with people who have some of the most debilitating OCD and anxiety in the world. I'm also a mom, a personal trainer, and a lover of modern spirituality. My goal is to bring you all the research, guidance, and encouragement you need to help you remember and know how strong you truly are. Now let's get to it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Guys, we are legitimately 12 days away from the election, and that seems wild to me. It's just insane. And this is an episode I really should have done a long, long time ago, but I'm doing it now. Cannot even believe that it's coming up this close. So this is not a podcast episode on who you should be choosing or voting for. It's more about the choice to take care of yourself and handle your thoughts about the upcoming election more functionally in spite of everything that is going on, not only as it draws closer, but also as November 3rd comes and goes, also after it's over and we're sitting here with either the results of the person we voted for or someone else holding the position of the president of the United States. So I'm hopeful that this is helpful even after the election, regardless of the outcome of the election. So as we progress here, obviously people are angry. People are disappointed. They're antsy. They're anxious, anxious, anxious. So I wanted to give some guidance and feedback and advice for people who are anxious about the election and what it means for them, what it means for their families, their loved ones, and so on. So I know that a lot of people are struggling just with this sense of powerlessness, like, what can I do? There's nothing else to do. We're in a hole. This country is going to crap. Why bother? And that is one thing that I will say that I definitely want to advocate against, which is, I know some people say it's just one vote. It's just one vote. Go out and just vote. Make sure that you do your duty. As everything is coming up, make sure that you get out there and make your voice heard. So as the election is coming up, obviously we're dealing with a lot of anxiety, frustration, and difficulty coping. And first things first, I want to validate how you're feeling. This is an intense election and it feels like there's a lot at stake. There are lots of emotions going on on both sides and lots of people who are going to be significantly impacted by the results of this election in one way or another. So I do want to acknowledge and validate where you're at, wherever you're at, that as long as you're coming from peaceful intentions and really with the exception of hatred for others, then your feelings are valid, even if we disagree on who should be president. So 
let's talk the about the worry aspect of everything first. So this worry about what's going to happen, what's going to happen, what's going to happen. Oh my gosh, what if, what if, what if? So worry is a whirlwind of anxious thoughts, usually consisting of cognitive distortions that are going on in your head that feel hard, if not impossible, to stop. So worry is going to be that all or nothing thinking. Um, If this happens, then everything is going to be absolutely awful. Um, Catastrophizing, so making mountains out of molehills. Um, Although this isn't a molehill, that's not what I'm trying to say. Just those, those catastrophic types of thinking, those cognitive distortions. And there are lots of them that could be going on as it relates to the election. I do have two episodes about cognitive distortions. So if you're not familiar with those, maybe heading back and listening to those episodes would be helpful. And I go over to in those episodes, how to kind of check yourself, how to weigh both sides of the coin there and eventually come to a more neutral uh, type of, of thinking versus the more cognitive distortion type of thinking. So we tend to worry about events that feel really uncertain for us and or that we have no control over or that we have little control over. <laughs> so people with OCD and anxiety hate uncertainty. Um, intolerance of uncertainty is actually a term. It's a concept in all of the anxiety and all of the OCD literature that just has really huge implications in the disorders. So this idea that we're intolerant of uncertainty, anything that is uncertain or not known or uncomfortable in any way like that, we're intolerant of it. We, we don't really accept that. We want to continue to know. We want to know more. We want to be okay. We want to feel safer. So worry for a small glimpse of time somewhere in the brain as you're doing it, whether you're worried about your finances or your kids or the election, worry for a small glimmer of time somewhere in the brain makes you feel like you're being productive, kind of feels like you're actively solving the problem, right? Like I'm worried about my finances, maybe somewhere in there you might feel like you can justify that by saying that you're, you know, trying to be careful or vigilant of your money spending or you're budgeting in your head. So you feel like you're actively solving the problem, like you're preparing against a potential threat and that you're ready to take some kind of action, but in reality that's just not true. So problem solving is what helps you solve the problem. And I'm talking about this because obviously there's a lot that's uncertain with this election. There's a a huge like need for certainty where it's it's possible that you know we're looking at the news we're checking in on online we're you know wondering what the polls are saying so far it's a lot of uncertainty and we're intolerant of it at times we just want to know we just want to know we just want to know so we worry about it and we have this this stream of just racing thoughts about what could possibly happen And for a while, that might seem to us like it's making sense, like it's functional, but it's not what gets us anywhere. Problem solving is what helps us solve problems, not worrying. Problem solving is what prepares us against potential threats, not worry. Problem solving is what makes us take action, not worry. So worry is repetitive and it's cyclical and you'll just go around and around and around in circles. Whereas problem solving is more linear and solution oriented, 
where worry just goes around and around. So worry becomes troublesome when it leads to nowhere. In fact, a lot of worry, especially about the election, can lead to increased feelings of anxiety and more intensified worry and more ultimately suffering down the line. So as it relates to the election, the worrying about it and and what's going to happen and and not just not that that worry goes away on November 3rd, right? Like not like once we know who is president that that worry goes away. Whether we are happy with the decision or not, and especially if we're not happy with the decision of who became president, there's a lot of worry there too. And so I think this is again relevant beyond the determination of who is our next president. So we're going to feel as this election approaches, we're going to feel more worry. We're going to feel more vigilance over things. So like I said, watching the news, keeping an eye out for what's what people are posting on social media, wanting to involve ourselves potentially more in conversations. Um, so, so really we have to decide, we have to decide, do we want to worry or do we want to problem solve? And ultimately, when it comes to problem solving, we have to ask ourselves, is there anything more to do than what we've done? And in, as it relates to the election, that's, did you vote? Did you encourage others to vote? Did you advocate to your heart's extent? And are you happy with everything legitimately and logistically that you could do about the situation? And if so, then we have to chill. We have to sit back and accept the the other parts of this that are completely uncertain and quite frankly, out of our hands. And it's uncertain for all of us. And we have to remember to take a breath and keep moving forward. Because unfortunately, nothing that we do outside of those practical things is going to change the fact that this election is coming, that on November 3rd, we will know or start to at least get an idea of who is going to be our next president. It may be President Trump for another four years. It could be President Biden for four years. And at the end of the day, no amount of worrying or problem solving is going to radically change or adjust that situation. That's just the reality. And when we're faced with these uncomfortable situations, the best thing for us to do is to truly after we've done whatever practical problem solving we could do, we have to let it go and sit with it. The best thing we can do is let those uncomfortable feelings move through us and feel it and reach out to others who are probably going to be going through the same thing and find solidarity. We have to ultimately practice radical acceptance. So radical acceptance is, it's a DBT dialectical behavioral therapy technique that essentially encourages us to to believe, you know, it is what it is. That's radical acceptance in a nutshell is it is what it is. And radical acceptance is not complacency. You can still advocate the hell out of what it is that you want and you can raise hell and you can get out there and vote and be angry. It's not complacency. Radical acceptance is being able to, at the end of the day, know that you did everything that you could. And when it comes to things that you can't control or that you're not able or willing to control, 
then we have to say it is what it is. And the benefit of radical acceptance is it prevents our pain and our discomfort from turning into suffering. So at the end of the day, we have to sleep. We have to start again. And we have to radically accept that if as long as we did that practical problem solving and we did the small parts that we are responsible for and that we can control, then the rest of it we have to radically accept. So once the election is here, this is what I'm going to offer you. The good news is that I think there are really only four solutions to this problem. And I will get into them as soon as we're done with this quick break. I'm so excited to share with you guys a planner that I've had for months now. And now I have an absolutely incredible offer so that you can enjoy it with me. I've tried yearly planners, blank diaries, and everything in between, all the way from back when I was in high school. Silk and Sonder is the perfect planner that I've been waiting for for years. Silk and Sonder is a self-care monthly planner and journal subscription service, including monthly, weekly, and daily planning pages, plus activities that change each month and are targeted to help with your self-care. You'll get coloring pages, recipes, habit trackers, journaling prompts, and more. Silk and Sonder offers monthly, quarterly, annual, and gift subscriptions. It's the first ever monthly planning experience aimed to empower you to live the life that you've always wanted. Inspired by a new theme each month, they hand curate, design, and deliver each issue straight to your doorstep. You'll love each month's blend of productivity and planning, introspection and mindfulness, and lifestyle content. I've been using mine for months, and I'll honestly never go back to a regular planner ever again. For 25% off your order, head to my website at jennaoverbod.com and click on deals. All right, guys, we're back from the break here, and I am going over really the four solutions, the only four solutions to the problem of what we do after this election, especially if it's someone who we did not want to be president. So the four solutions to any problem is, again, from the DBT world, from Marsha Linehan. And it's essentially this idea that whenever when it comes to any problem, there are really only four ways of approaching it or solving it. And I really do think that it's totally relevant as it relates to the election. So as we move forward into the election, we have just a couple of days left. Help this prepare you. Allow these options to resonate with you and feel them and know that these are the options that you have. These are the tools that you have. And this is what we got to work with once we get that determination as to who is our next president. And this is what we have to make a choice from and how we're going to carry ourselves forward. So first things first, we can change the situation or we can solve the problem. So first things along the lines with that is, can you solve the problem somehow? Can you solve the issue of who is president? And the answer is very minimally, right? You can vote and you can encourage others to vote. You can advocate, you can um, campaign, whatever it is to whatever extent you're able to or willing to do that. But at the end of the day, someone will be president 
and you may not like that choice. So once that has happened, can you solve that problem? Not really. You could leave the country, I guess, but that that would solve the problem for you. So as drastic as that is, that's an option. So number two, change your feelings about the situation. Can you turn the negative into a positive? And I know this will be hard for a lot of people and would be hard for me as well. But if someone you didn't vote for got elected, can you turn that into a positive? So if you're like, hell no, that's fine. That's okay. You don't have to pick this option, but it is an option. It's one of the four. And it's essentially just, can you look on the bright side? This sucks and this isn't what I wanted. This is really terrible for our country, in my opinion, but at least it will be over in four years and we can try again. At least I did everything that I knew that I I could. Number three is, again, like I've said, radical acceptance. So accepting it as it is, it is what it is. And the big thing here is that it's not complacency. It's accepting life as it is for the things that you can't control or that you're not able slash willing to control. And the beauty in it is that it stops your suffering. It allows you to feel that pain and feel that discomfort, but it prevents it from becoming further and further suffering. And the fourth option here, the fourth really solution to any problem is to stay miserable. So sounds silly, but that's an option, right? You can continue to spend the next four years absolutely miserable knowing that the other three options for this this solution here, that those exist. And if that's cool with you, then that's fine. And maybe you do this for a little while, right? Like maybe you let yourself feel miserable for a while. Sometimes we just need that time to feel what we feel and let things move, move through us. But eventually I would hope that you move on from four of staying miserable to one of the other three. So either solving the problem somehow, changing your feelings about the situation or radical acceptance. Because trust me, it's not going to feel very good for very long to just stay miserable. So really, those are the four ways to handle this election. You can change the situation, change your feelings about the situation, radically accept it, or stay miserable. And as far as the more practical things that I would recommend, just from a mental health perspective, take care of yourself. So give yourself some grace the next couple of days, especially if you are super impacted by this election, if you are super invested in this election, as we all are, I would argue, but taking care of yourself um, and just making that a priority, especially here at this historic time. Second is to take it day by day. So, you know, just trying to remind yourself to stay mindful, to stay present, to if you already voted and, and there's not too much else that you can do practically with the situation, just knowing that you have to take it day by day and knowing that we're all in it together and you can't solve a problem until it's, it becomes a problem. So just trying to stay mindful day by day and limit the news. So if you have to watch it, then balance it out with things that also feel good. So, you know, I'm someone who wants to stay up to date, but I also can admittedly overdo it um, because I also don't like the uncertainty associated with this situation. So I know that I have to be really vigilant and, you know, 
on myself about not checking my news the first thing in the morning, um, making sure that I'm balancing that out with other more functional things so that it doesn't weigh me down and, and take up more of my brain space than it already is. So this stress has been going on for a while and it takes a toll on your mental health, maybe even your physical health, your spiritual health. So like I said, take care of yourself, eating good foods, moving your body, drinking water, getting sleep, talking to people who make you feel good, doing things that make you feel good, practicing some level too of healthy attachment. This idea that, you know, the rest of my life and every moment from here on out is going to be 100% impacted by this election. It is historic and it is significant in ways that I can't even begin to describe here. But, you know, some level of healthy attachment we have to be able to step away to. So knowing that the worrying in your brain is not going to solve anything in the external world. Knowing that the worry in your brain is not going to change the fact that an election is coming. It's not going to change the fact that while your vote matters, so do millions of other votes. And we don't have a say in what they do as much. And the outcome could very well be what we don't want. And the most we can do is know that we did our part, we voted, and we have to get some sleep at the end of the night knowing that we did the best that we could. And hopefully radical acceptance takes care of the rest. And some last things here spiritually, some things that help me, um, because this is my spiritual side is something that I'm having to rely on a lot to get through this election and this election season. So Some things that help me are just knowing that there are no coincidences, even if the things that I disagree with or hate, especially with the things that I disagree with and hate, I do feel like that could not have happened by coincidence because I believe that there are no coincidences. So I believe that even with those things that I disagree with and hate, that there's something to be learned there for someone, even if it's not me. Um... And as I've mentioned in previous episodes, so practicing mantras, I choose to see love instead of this. So between now and election day, say to yourself either out loud or just remind yourself silently in your head or write it down somewhere where you see it. I choose love instead of worry. I choose peace instead of fear. I choose love instead of hate. And regardless of the election outcome, choose love again, choose peace again, whatever that means for you. And what's helping me right now is also surrendering and turning it over to the highest good. I'm praying right now for the highest good for all. So instead of praying for what I want or asking the universe for what it is that I want to have happen, I try to ask the universe to bring about whatever is of the highest good for all. And sometimes that's not what I want. Sometimes the universe has bigger and different plans that are far greater and far more beneficial than my own. And maybe I can't see that in the short term, but in the long term, I have faith that it's exactly what we need, even if I don't understand it at the time. So I'm trying to remind myself that whatever lessons or whatever experiences that we need to have as a country and as a community and as a world is going to be what we, what has, what happens. And again, radical acceptance for me takes care of the rest. It is what it is. 
And knowing at the end of the day that we're all in it together, if you haven't already, go out and vote. Make sure that you take care of those practical problem-solving actions. And I hope that this was helpful. It definitely helped me a little bit just to get it out. (laughs) Um, So please take care of yourselves. And after voting, after doing all the practical stuff, keep doing all the hard things. For more information and resources, head to my website at www.jennaoverbaugh.com. From there, you can sign up for my email newsletter so you can make sure that you are the most up-to-date about upcoming resources, podcast episodes, blogs, challenges, and more. Also, check me out on Instagram at jenna.overbaugh and tune into some other episodes here while you're at it. As always, if you have a free minute, it would mean the world to me if you could please subscribe and rate this podcast. Subscriptions and ratings help me keep the podcast going and help me spread the word to other people who need these resources and they otherwise may not get them. With that said, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I really love creating these episodes for you. And until next time, keep doing all the hard things.